All right, y'all. Hey, good morning. Uh, quick introduction. My name is Chase here with Center for Jesus. Just want to say how it's super honored and thankful just to be here to teach from the Word of God to you all this morning. I uh, just want to thank everyone here at Windy Hill for allowing me to come. And it's, again, what an honor. And uh, it's what an honor it is to be here. Just super thankful to be here. Uh, so this morning, I'll be speaking from 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 1 through 8. Let me pray real quick, and we'll get right into it. So, Father God in heaven, let's pray to you in your son's name. I just want to thank you so much for this time you've given us just to be here to race dirt bikes and to have fun with, with friends and family. And I just want to thank you so much for just allowing us just to be here as well and to hear from your word this morning. And we just want to thank you for your word. And I pray that you would just speak through me and to speak to all of us that are here. And I pray that people will just have an open heart and just uh, receive your word with faith and repentance. And Lord, we love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, First Corinthians chapter 15, starting in verse 1, the Bible says, Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preached to you, which also you received and in which you stand, by which also you are saved, if you hold fast that word which I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. For I delivered to you, first of all, that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the Scriptures and that he was seen by Cephas, then by the twelve. After that, he was seen by over five hundred brethren at once, of whom the greater part remained to the present, but some have fallen asleep. After that, he was seen by James, then by all the apostles. Then last of all, he was seen by me also, as by one born out of due time. So the author of 1 Corinthians is the Apostle Paul, and he is writing a letter to the church of Corinth, in response to particular issues that the church was facing after his departure. The church of Corinth, they were struggling with turning away from things that are pure and good. The church, they were abusing their liberty, they were dealing with sexual morality, they were dealing with drunkenness, and they were dealing with false teachers. So in this letter, Paul, he demonstrated the overall effects of the gospel, how every facet of life is shaped by the work of Jesus. Now, all decisions should be informed by what was accomplished in the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And although the letter that Paul wrote to the church of Corinth was forceful and passionate, Paul he ends his letter with the beautiful reminder of the hope that the gospel brings. And in this portion of Paul's letter, he is reminding the church of Corinth that the message Paul preached to them is the same message that he received, which is, on the, which is based on the scriptures. And the reason why I want to teach on this portion of Paul's letter is because people have a hard time believing in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Some believe that Jesus never existed. However, some do believe that he did exist, but he never rose from the dead. So this morning, we're going to learn and understand the proof that Jesus did die on a cross and that he rose from the dead. So verses 3 and 4, they say, If I delivered to you, first of all, that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. So in those verses, Paul, he says, according to the Scriptures twice. And when he says that, he is meaning the Scriptures of the Old Testament. The Old Testament, it gives us prophecy of the coming of Jesus, and that he would one day die on a cross for our sins, and that he would rise from the dead. In Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, we see our first prophecy. 
The Bible says, And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed. You shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. So Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, it's during the fall of humanity when Adam and Eve were tempted by Satan to eat from the fruit of the forbidden tree. And so with this verse, God, he declares judgment on Satan. And it's his promise that one day God will send a redeemer, born of a woman, to redeem fallen humanity and defeat Satan once and for all. So the prophecy of the birth of Jesus is fulfilled in Matthew chapter 1, verses 18, 22, and 23. The Bible says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Verses 22 and 23 say, So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child. And bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated, God with us. Matthew, Matthew chapter 27, verse 50, is the fulfillment of prophecy of the death of Jesus. The Bible says in verse 50, And when Jesus had cried out again in a loud voice, he gave up his spirit. And then the prophecy of his resurrection is fulfilled in Matthew chapter 28, verses 5 and 6. The angel said to the woman, do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen, just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. So those verses teach us the prophecy of Genesis 3.15 is fulfilled. That Jesus, he came born of a woman, he died on the cross, and that he resurrected from the dead. But where's the proof? Yes, I can read all that like I just did. And... You might be wondering, well, where's the proof in all that? Where is the proof that Christ did die and that he resurrected from the dead? Well, the proof is in the eyewitnesses of the, of the events that happened. The proof that he was born is in the eyewitnesses of those who saw it. In Matthew chapter 2, verses 9 and 11, the Bible says, When they heard the king, they departed. And behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them, till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. So verse 11 says that they saw the young child with Mary. So we have eyewitnesses to the proof of the, of the birth of Jesus. People, they saw him. They saw him with his mother, Mary. They saw Jesus as a child. They saw him. And then the proof of his death is in the eyewitnesses of those who saw it. Matthew chapter 27, verses 50, 55, and, 50, and 56 say, And when Jesus had cried out again in a loud voice, he gave up his spirit. Many women were there, watching from a distance. They had followed Jesus from Galilee to care for his needs. Among them were Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of Zebedee's sons. So again, those verses say that people saw the death of Jesus. People saw him die on a cross. And then the proof that he resurrected is again in the eyewitnesses of those who saw it. Acts chapter 1 verse 3 says, After his suffering, he presented himself to them and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. John chapter 20, verses 19 through 20 say, On the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together, with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, 
Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and sighed. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. And then Paul, in his letter to the church of Corinth, he says, After that he was seen by over 500 brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain to the present, but some have fallen asleep. After that he was seen by James, then by all the other apostles. Then last of all, he was seen by me also, as by one born out of due time. So all those verses, they tell us that people saw the birth, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. So that tells us there are many eyewitnesses to the events that occurred. And an eyewitness, it is the strongest form of proof in the court of law. It's kind of like with marketing and business. They always say that the best form of marketing is word of mouth. So with an eyewitness, it's someone who has firsthand knowledge of the events that took place. They saw the event happen. And often these eyewitnesses, they are called into court to give their testimony about what they saw. So, for example, I'll give you a quick story. A few years ago, I was involved in a pretty severe car accident, which led to many severe injuries. And also, I have no memory of the accident as well. And so, as I was preparing this message, I was thinking about, what if I didn't have an eyewitness of the accident? The case file would never completed because you would have had two different stories. You would have the story of the other person who was involved, and that person was said X, Y, and Z. And then you would have my story, but there probably wasn't there probably wouldn't have been a story at all because I have no memory of the accident. And so the case put up, the case would have never been completed. It never would have came true because there have been two different stories about what happened. There have been no proof. But thankfully, there was an eyewitness who saw the whole thing. And with that, with her being an eyewitness, she was able to tell the police, she was able to tell the courts what actually happened and that it was the other person who came into, who came into my lane, resulting in me crashing. And so with her being an eyewitness, with her seeing the event that took place, she was able to tell the truth and the case, therefore, was resolved. And so it's just like Jesus Many saw Jesus, many saw his birth, many saw his death, and many saw him after his resurrection. And Paul, he tells us that Jesus not only appeared to him after his resurrection, but he appeared to over 500 people. Over 500 eyewitnesses of Jesus after his, after his resurrection. So to be honest, there's no more proof that's needed. The Bible, it gives us all the proof that we need that Jesus was born, that he died, and that he resurrected. There are over 500 witnesses of seeing Jesus after his resurrection. So, humanity fell, and God, he sent a Redeemer, who is his son, Jesus Christ. And Jesus, he was born of a woman. He died on the cross, and he resurrected from the dead. And through your faith in him, through your faith that Christ died on the cross, and through your faith that he resurrected from the dead, it forgives you from your sin against God, and it saves you from eternal death. I understand that it can be hard to believe in Jesus. It can be hard because all the different variables that that take place. But y'all, we have proof that all these events happened. We have the strongest form of proof, which is an eyewitness. We have eyewitnesses of those who saw the birth of Jesus, who saw his death, and those who saw him after his resurrection. So Jesus, he came to redeem your life. 
And through him, you can be saved. Through him, you can be redeemed. Your sins against God can be forgiven and you can have everlasting life. Well, you might be thinking, well, how do I get that? Because I do believe in Jesus. I do believe that he was born of a woman. I do believe that he died on the cross. I do believe that he resurrected from the dead. But how can I be saved? Well, the Bible says in 1 John chapter 1, verse 9, that if you confess your sins, he is faithful and just, and he will forgive you of your sins and purify you from all unrighteousness. Acts 3.19 says, Repent then and turn to God, that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. Then Romans chapter 10, verses 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Christ is Lord, and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So that right there is how you can be forgiven. That right there is how you can be saved. You must first confess your sin to God. And the, the reason for confession is because when you wrong somebody, in order to be forgiven, you must humbly confess to that person that you wronged them, that you, that you sinned against them. So with that humility, with that confession of your sin against God, the Bible says he will forgive you and that he will cleanse you from all impurity. And then that word repent, that word repent, it means to turn away from your sinful lifestyle. It means to be done living in sin. And it's turning your life to God and serving him and obeying his commands. And then confess again with your mouth that Christ is Lord. And that you believe in your heart that he was born of a woman. That he died on the cross and that he rose from the dead. All right, let's pray. The Father in heaven, again, I just want to thank you so much for this time. We could just be here to race their bikes and, and also just to hear your word. And Lord, I understand that it can be hard to believe in, in Jesus and all these events that took place. But Lord, we have all the proof that we need. Uh, so many eyewitnesses to all these events. It gives us the proof that we need to believe that Christ did die on the cross and he rose from the dead. So if, there is, if there's anyone here today that wants to accept you, I pray that they would then confess of their sin before you, that they would repent of their sin and, I would, and that they would place their faith in your son Christ. And Lord, I love you. I pray you keep everyone safe today as they race. And pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.